question. Um, okay. When you were growing up, because we already talked about horses, but did you have any mm. other like favorite animal phases? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah, like quite a few. Yeah. Um, I think so. I grew up being really obsessed with books by Dick King Smith. Um, he wrote, I don't know if I like, I literally know nothing about him as an author. I don't know if he was British and if he was American, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I think he was British, but he, yeah, he wrote a series of books called the Sophie stories, which I got bought on audiobook when I was like five Aww. and honestly like listened to until the tape, because it was still like cassette tapes yeah. until the tapes were like destroyed. And like way because I'm a terrible sleeper and always have been audiobooks are how I sleep yeah. and you know it's not that they need to be riveting they just need to kind of be comforting so the three audiobooks I would have on loop were the Sophie stories Harry Potter and Mallory Towers oh, um yeah. just comforting um but the Sophie stories were about this little girl called Sophie who wanted to become a farmer and it was like her whole her whole thing was like her love of animals and basically like all of my animal obsession phases were based on whichever animal that Sophie was obsessed with in whichever book yes. I was reading. So um, cats were the first one, then rabbits. I was big into rabbits. <laughs> then I went through like a big pig obsessed phase. Cute. Like loved, like really just thought pigs were so cool. Yeah. Um, and it was also that weird point of the noughties where people thought that like teacup pigs were a thing. Mm-hmm. So it was like kind of a thing on TV. Like you would see people with like little pigs. Yes. I was like, oh my God, teeny little pigs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then there was also another story by Dick King Smith called Lady Lollipop about a princess who had a, pit, a pet pig called Lollipop. Cute. And I was just obsessed with this idea that I could have this like indoor pig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, that was a big one. And then in the final book of the series, Sophie Gets a Horse and that kind of... Right. I'd, lo- I'd loved horses before, but that really cemented me as a horse girl. Um, yeah. But yeah, pigs. Pigs. I just thought pigs were great. Yeah. I, yeah. I was just thinking I had... What about you? Well, there's... I don't know if this happens to everybody, but uh, you get a fixation as a kid and you're like, cool. Mm. And then your family is like, great, you love this thing. We'll get you everything with this theme on it. Totally. Long after you're totally. like, oh, please stop. So for me, it was giraffes. I loved giraffes. Like, I don't, I, and I'm not even sure exactly what, where it came from, but it was just they like. They're really cool. They're though. really cool. And I think like learning that they have the like same amount of vertebrae in their neck as humans. Um, right? What? Yeah. They, they have, let's see, let me, I'll, I'll check my facts here. Um, it's, How? They're just, they just really big vertebrae. Yeah. And I, it's just what I think as a kid, I really liked um, fun trivia like that. I, and I always have, I just love animal trivia. And I think maybe it was mm. just kind of the first, uh, yeah, they have seven. Um, Whoa. Yeah. And so that seven was my first chunky vertebrae. Seven chunky yeah. vertebrae. And as a kid, I was like, that's so cool. I love giraffes. And so then I was like, got to learn about giraffes. And my family was like, here's all the giraffe things. Uh, and like also at that time, um, I don't, I, hope that you don't but there's a store here called world market uh slash cost plus and it's like just imported things from the rest of the world it's very whatever but as a kid i thought that store was super cool because it would be like whoa you can Mm -hmm. get like swedish candy and stuff and that is Mm. cool but um they also have furniture and world market also just had a big phase of giraffes at that time too so i had like six (laughs) foot wooden carved giraffes and things like that (laughs) and uh that was too tall they were not six feet but to me, they were because I was little. Yeah, of course, because you were um, little. Yeah. <laughs> but just like so much of it. And then like, you know, a year later, I got super into platypuses and no longer wanted the giraffe stuff. But my family continued to buy me giraffe things for yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, thanks. And we just have to do the thing of like, cool. It's not my favorite animal anymore. But no, I've passed that phase. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's um, I do understand that. I um there was there's a TV show a long running TV show called Animal Park here that I have been like I just love it so much yeah. and I think it's because I it's about animals it's um like a docu 
a long running docuseries like they go back year after year and I think that's the appeal of it is that like it's it's been the same two presenters for it, it's got to be like 20 years um Ben Fogel and Kate Humble I love them both and um it's at Longleat Safari Park in England and it's the, the the beauty of it being like over 20 years and they go back every year is it's like the same animals growing up and and I because I started watching it when I was like six it's like I've grown up with all the animals so I think one of the reasons my best friend Emily is my best friend is because when we were like 11 and getting to know each other we discovered we both loved this show oh. and then about two years ago the silverback gorilla there Nico passed away and I was genuinely got it yeah like, genuine because because it's, uh, i've been watching this gorilla for 20 years yeah. like oh and like i remember like being homesick from school and like not minding because it meant because animal park would be on at like 11 o'clock on a weekday yeah so i'd be like oh my god i can watch i can watch animal park Ugh. and watching nico like meet his mate and like have babies and it, it's it was beautiful getting to see the lives of all these animals play out like all the old lions and stuff and then um and then he passed away and I was like, I actually feel like I've grown up with this gorilla. Yeah. Is that really? I mean, it's like, yeah. You yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and hey, um, speaking of comforting shows, this is a comforting show called Comfort Creatures. And I'm Alexis B. Preston. I'm Ella McLeod. That was an excellent segue. That was a good one, right? <laughs> yeah, it's really good. <laughs> um, we have such a good guest today. Mm-hmm. I could have talked to her for forever yeah 100 percent. so our guest today is the amazing vanessa zoltan um she is the host of the real question podcast and um harry potter and the sacred text and hot and bothered and she is the and i mean she she said we didn't have to say this but i'm gonna say it she's the ceo and founder of not story productions mm-hmm. um who do amazing um feminist um thoughtful considered media work i'm such a huge fan of hers i've been a really big fan of hers for a while um so it's just like a real treat i also guarantee that everybody will be after this like she just has like this like she has such a good presence like i just want to hear everything she says so i know that's that's the thing like the 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 moment they released the real question, I was so happy because I was like, I just get to hear you talk more. Yeah, like that's so exciting. Yeah, to me. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, yeah. do you have any do you have any pet updates, or should we just get into the interview? Um, I mean, let's just get into it. Percy's yeah. Percying, you know. Yeah, exactly. Same. These guys are just back here sleeping. I want to hear <laughs> Vanessa talk. <laughs> kind of don't feel like men should be able to give feedback to women on their writing <laughs> honestly like a friend of mine yeah. just sold her novel and she did an mfa program and this male professor trashed it and i think he just knew it was marketable mm. and was jealous and like <sighs> i really think that was all it was yeah, yeah. the same friend charlotte um is she's written a pilot which is just amazing and it's about like eating disorders. And then they showed it to a male producer and the male producer was like, um, the stakes just feel quite low. Oh yeah. And, and she just was like, like yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's just anorexia. <laughs> like it's, that's, that's super low stakes. Yeah. And you it's just, just someone's like, sense of self and their yeah. health. And like the whole way they relate to their body, the yeah. thing that carries them through life. Right. You know? Yeah. But mm, it also, no, but like, yeah. I don't want to think about a girl <laughs> body. They have periods and stuff, so that's exactly. Yeah. And like, unless it's about girl bodies doing sexy yes. things, yeah, we just that's don't fine. Care. You know, that's fine. Um, yeah, the one redemption bizarre. I had was I had a male professor. I was doing my senior thesis. I, I studied film, and mm-hmm. I was originally going to do a different s- short film, and then I switched. And I was like, no, this is better. And my professor was like, I think the other one was better. Maybe do it. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. And then at the end of the year, he apologized because he was like, you were right. This was way better. I'm so sorry that I tried to tell you not to do this. And I was like, that's never happened. I'm saying sorry. (laughs) Look at him being a human being. It was shocking. Incredible scenes. Like, yeah. I think about it all the time because it's so rare. (laughs) I was like, he apologized. I know. The standards should be slightly higher than that. Yeah, mm, yeah, no, the bar is not. Oh, it's a shame. 
so depressing. Um, it's so depressing, but that's why it's great that we just get to talk about our pets yes. now. <laughs> yes. Oh which... my God. Speaking of which, um, we are very happy to have the wonderful co-host of Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, Hot and Bothered, and The Real Question, Vanessa Zoltan. That was a very weird moment for me to take a sip of tea. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. You uh, like had me at, I get to talk about my pet. Yes. Also, the two of you are wonderful. Thank you. But, but we have a rule on the podcast. I'm not allowed to talk about my dog because... <gasps> Ariana says it's boring. Our producer says it's boring. Oh my goodness. I have, a, oh. I have some notes for your producer. Yeah. Send me the email. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll I think she more thinks that the volume at which I discuss talk. <laughs> <laughs> volume is a quantity, yes. not um, a, a level of sound. Although you might get louder as well. I also get With louder. excitement. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Volume in all the ways. Um. Which speaking, your dog is Rory Hermione. Is that correct? Yes, Rory Hermione Gilmore Zoltan. Oh my god, I'm so excited to discuss this. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. So what I'm assuming is Gilmore Girls, Rory Hermione yes. Granger, Gilmore Zoltan. Okay, yes. amazing. Yes. Um, why those heroines, Vanessa? Well, <laughs> I was I I got Rory as a puppy, so Rory is um Rory was my engagement ring I was engaged 10 years ago and I did not want a ring and so I asked for a puppy and I got her and the the relationship did not last okay Rory did yeah um and yeah so I got to like spend all this time because we knew we were getting her I got to spend all of this time envisioning the kind of dog I wanted and I wanted a brave dog like mm-hmm. Hermione mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I wanted a reader you know like <laughs> Rory and Hermione yeah. amazing and then so I was also thinking at the time you know I I love tv which is Claire from the name of my dog mm-hmm. but I was watching a lot of Parks and Recreation at the time yeah and so I was mm-hmm. thinking that I would name her Andy Dwyer because Andy essentially <laughs> is a puppy yeah and then I was yeah. like but I don't want a dog with that much energy <laughs> <laughs> and so I tried to like will the dog I wanted into existence. Do yeah, nominative learning. determinism isn't that what it's called? Where you, yes, exactly. Like, you same bolts or something like you were like you're going to be this kind of a person. Exactly. There's a famous lawyer named Sue Yu. Um, oh, Susan Sue Yu. That took me a minute. Perfect. I know. Um, yeah, perfect. Did it? Do you think this this manifesting worked? So she's not as much of a reader as I would have liked, <laughs> but. Um, you know, that's not even true. I listen to a lot of audiobooks and she hangs out while I listen to audiobooks. She is very loving, like Mm -hmm. Hermione. She is, um, like very doe eyed and sincere, like Rory. The the big thing that she lacks is courage. (laughs) She is the biggest baby in the entire world. Um, we often have to, like yesterday, our flowers are overgrown. And so they're they're on the sort of concrete path, but she the grass was wet and she was too <laughs> afraid of the flowers to walk on the path, but the grass was wet and too high for her to walk on the grass. And I was like, this is indeed a very difficult problem that you have, but you're going to have to figure out how to get back in the house. She did it. So maybe okay. she is brave because it's not it's not brave if you're not scared, but she's scared yeah. all the time. And then she overcomes her fear. She does overcome her fear. But I feel like to be a proper Gryffindor, you have to be a little bit reckless. Yeah. Mm. She is not reckless. <laughs> I wonder if for dogs, like stepping on wet grass feels mm. like stepping on grass with socks on for us. And yeah, so it's like, I'm and- just not going to do that. In her defense, the grass, again, we have not done gardening in a while. Sure. We have Saturday reserved for it. So the grass is high. Mm. And so it like touches her belly, you know? Ooh. And like, yeah, I was going to, how, how low to the ground is Rory? Like what kind of a, what are we talking? So she's, she, we like to call her a leggy blonde. Like she's got those <laughs> long legs. She's 40 pounds, okay. you know, she's pretty tall. Um, is but she the, a particular breed or is she Yes, like she's a, a Wheaton Terrier. Hmm. I love uh, those. I just, love those. She has two looks, uh, Muppet and Lamb. Right now yeah. she's in Lamb mode because oh. she's recently oh. gotten a haircut. And um, yeah, no, the grass is high enough that it probably 
was tickling her belly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still, it is grass. It, <laughs> you know. It yeah, it's still and not. We go hiking almost every day. <laughs> so she shouldn't be so scared of grass. She right. is. Yeah. Sometimes she, she'll bark at you to throw a stick in the water because she wants to swim. And then you'll throw a stick and she'll halfway go in and then she'll look at you and be like, well, that was too far. <laughs> oh, you're I like, didn't mean oh, over there. Limits. <laughs> like, I respect it. I really do. But then, here's the thing. It really is fear based, Ella, because then you throw a stick like halfway to the other stick. And she'll get the the closer stick. And then she'll Mm -hmm. be like, oh, that further stick isn't actually that much further. And so she'll go and she'll come back with two sticks or she'll try to. Oh. So it's incremental courage. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, that's really reasonable. Like, that's how we learn to do things, isn't it? You just do a little bit at a time. You know, increase increase your pace. Increase. That's very reasonable. very wise. Yeah, that's very reasonable. If Ron Weasley is a Gryffindor, so is Rory. (laughs) Oh yeah, so true. Alexis. Come on. Yeah, I was gonna I was I was gonna ask you what house you think she's in. Yeah, so I was trying to raise her to be a Gryffindor, but she's definitely, as they say, a Hufflepuff. Mm. <laughs> she is full. <laughs> she is very loyal. Um yeah. my partner and I just went uh voting this morning and we vote at our local elementary school. And so Rory comes with us because she's a hit at the elementary school. <laughs> and course. so Peter and I take turns voting. And she, when either of us are in the the school voting, she, all she does is sit and stare. And then the other one comes and she just sits and stares. She does not, she likes it when everyone is together. Right. Yeah. She cannot stand if one person peels off on a walk. She like <laughs> cannot stand it. She thinks everyone should be together all the time and doesn't understand why we're not. Um, Incredible. So she's very yeah. loyal. And she, not, not all Hufflepuffs are cowards, but Rory is absolutely a coward <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, she's not mm-hmm. a Gryffindor you know oh bless her but she's a pack animal she's like I want I want the pack to stay together yeah. it's very yes. important that we do that's very reasonable I think yeah she's well, actually she's, joining yeah. the conversation right now I heard the a microphone little. will pick that up Rory <laughs> says hi everyone oh hi Rory. hi Rory okay we'll be right back with more Vanessa after a short little break Oh my gosh, hi, I'm Dave Holmes, host of the pop culture trivia podcast, Troubled Waters. On Troubled Waters, we play games like motivational speeches. It goes a little like this. Riley, give us an improvised motivational speech on why people should listen and subscribe to Troubled Waters. I look around this ad and I see a lot of potential to listen to comedians such as Jackie Johnson and Josh Gondelman, and they need you to get out there and listen to them attempt to figure out sound rebus clues or determine if something is a Game of Thrones character or a city in Wales. I have chills. I'm going to give you 15 points. All that and so much more on Troubled Waters. Find it on MaximumFun.org or wherever you choose to listen to podcasts. Hey there, beautiful people. I'm Travel Anderson. And I'm Jared Hill. We are the hosts of Fanti, the show where we have complex and complicado conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the things that we really, really love sometimes, but also have some problematic feelings about. Yes, we get into it all. You want to know our thoughts about Nicki Minaj and all her foolishness? We got you. You want to know our thoughts about gentrification and perhaps some positive? question mark Uh aspects of gentrification we get into that too every single thursday you can check us out at maximumfun.org listen you know you want it honey so come on and get it (laughs) period yeah does does rory have any other notable traits no that's it (laughs) that's it she has eight (laughs) thousand. i couldn't record this podcast for the rest of my life. <laughs> How many stories do you want about Rory? Okay, like let's let's do the the one that's like quintessentially Rory, the one mm. that you're like, this indicates exactly who my dog is. What's that story? Oh my God. <laughs> no, okay. it's a lot of pressure, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> okay. I have I I have a great Rory story. So Rory is very bossy on walks. She likes to go mm. where she likes to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we um, and we were lucky enough to live on a college campus together for seven years, Rory and I. It is a great place for a dog. Yeah, yeah I bet. 
Oh my God. They were just, she was adored by everyone. And we lived in the freshman dorm. So it was really good for the freshmen. They just like oh had my, a dog. Literally your mental health in your first year of uni is so up and down. A dog really would have balanced yeah. out that serotonin. <laughs> I'd have, yeah, that's great. We had study breaks once a week and like essentially students would just fight over who Rory would snuggle with. And oh, there was no. like you had her for five minutes. Like this is a very <laughs> beloved dog. And oh. so one of the perks of living in the freshman dorms was there was a program called Pets as Therapy. And so twice a week, students would come and pick up Rory to take her to volunteer at a nursing home for elderly people. And Rory, needless to say, I can send you, there was an article written about the dogs and she's in almost all the photos. I'm so proud. Of but, course. Um, Rory was a hit at the at the nursing home and then she and I were on a walk one day and she did not want to go down this one block she really wanted to go down another block and I was like but the post office is on this block can we please and she was like absolutely not we have to go down this other block and then she started pulling me into a building and I was like we don't know anyone here like what are you doing and then this woman walks out the side of the building and there's no sign on the building nothing and this woman walks out and goes and it turns out that it was the side entrance to the nursing home and she knew i had never been there and like apparently the dogs and the volunteers entered through the side entrance she knew. and rory was like yeah i know people here i like they I, love me here I can so know like people she's you always had her own life <laughs> yeah. she has friends mm. who i don't know mm. you know students would borrow her and then they would go out with their other friends so rory constantly knew people on campus that i didn't know oh, amazing. and she was just like very attentive to them so that i think is a very typical rory story bossy mm -hmm. insistent and like very like constantly in search of taking care of other people but also of positive affirmation Ah. she's such an it girl like she's a leggy blonde who also like knows everybody you know what That's I mean true. like she's just like the center of attention on campus like it, I love that what a little social she was a rock star yeah <laughs> to this day anytime she hears oh she assumes it's about her and will <laughs> run toward it and I'm like there's a baby that's so embarrassing for you Rory, she's oh like no God. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they mean that's, me oh that's for me Almost yeah, always. So that's one of my names. <laughs> so how did you and Rory end up living? Because you you were at Harvard Divinity School, weren't you? So is yes. that where you and her lived together in your, in the freshman? Okay, cool. And were they okay yes. with you bringing a dog? Was that very chill? Yeah. So my position was called a proctor. It's like a, re a residential advisor at most schools, mm -hmm. but Harvard likes to sound fancy mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. everything. And so... Um, yeah. And as a proctor, you were allowed a dog. And so I would say like one in three proctors had dogs or one in four. It was a very, yeah. And I love it. So you had to get like insurance in case your dog bit someone. Right. But, and then there was one year that I had a student who was afraid of dogs. And so Rory would go and visit another friend during study break. But, um, you know, I had the kids fill out a form every year to make sure that they were okay with her being around. Um, and yeah, but she was just I like she was truly a star. Yeah. Um, and she came yeah. with me everywhere. Like I didn't have an air conditioner the first summer that I got her. I got her in August and I'd never had an air conditioning unit. It didn't occur to me that you kind of need one for a dog like they <laughs> overheat. And so I would just take her. She was five pounds. So I would just take her to the divinity school and like do my work there. And she would sit on the registrar's desk. And just like lay there, oh. you know, all five pounds of her in the oh central air. Like she was a treasure across campus. Yeah. Yeah. Like a total spoiled brat. So you had her <laughs> as a puppy on campus also. Yeah. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. One of my, I'm, the other thing I'll say about Rory is that a lot of my friendships are built around Rory. That became friends. One of my best friends, Amanda, she had a dog and Rory and she, her dog, Lucy, would play together. That's how Amanda and I became friends. Yeah. Like, I think that part of, I think specifically dogs, because you have to go out with them, uh, like is one of the advantages of having a dog that I think is less mm. talked about. But like mm -hmm. the amount of just like weird people you run into or like your dogs get along. So you're like, I guess we have to hang out all the time because it's really yeah. cute that our dogs like each other is like, you know, especially like if you move to a new place or something like that, yeah. it's like, it's honestly a pretty good way to make friends. Like, 
Absolutely. It's a good buffer. Rory went to her bed. Oh. This bed is oh. fun because it matches her. Oh, oh yeah, she, she blends. blends. She blends. Yeah, like, exactly where did she go? Blend. That's so cute. Visibility cloak of a bed. That's amazing. Oh. Um, I can't believe I didn't start with this story about her, but because it's like the background to my computer, which I can show you guys when we're done recording. Yes. But um, I have two stepdaughters who I am very in love with. They are 14 and 10. And my partner and I have been together for six years. So I, I met them when they were pretty little. And um, the first time my older stepdaughter, Ellen, said she loved me, it went like this. She went, Vanessa, I love you. And I was like, wow, thank you. I love you too. And she said, but Rory helped in the beginning. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that but they oh. always wanted me to come over oh. because of Rory. Yes. Of course. They like called and they were like, come over. And I was out and I was like, well, I can come over now alone or I can come over like in four hours with Rory. And they were like, four hours with Rory. Like, we don't <laughs> go. We don't oh, care. No, please don't come without her. <laughs> yeah. Come without the dog. Why would oh. you do that? <laughs> also, the idea of trying to be polite about it, like, oh, um, you know what? I actually have something right now. So it does have to be the four hours with Rory. Sorry. But the, is... the best thing about kids is they do not no, care. Not at no, all. no, no. They just tell you that they want to see the dog for sure. Yeah. yeah. This is also like, that's such a great tip for blending families. Like, yeah. if you are a step parent and you're <laughs> trying to get on with your new step kids, puppy, get a yeah. puppy, like immediately sort, solved, sorted. I mean, it's a pretty fast way of like uh, reading out the... Um, you know, wicked stepmother stereotype or something like that. It's like, well, no, she can't be wicked. She's got a very cute dog. Yeah, so. has a very cute dog. Yeah. I mean, I also think that stepmothers should have cats to to counteract the stereotype mm. that if you're a stepmother with a cat, you're evil. Yeah. Because that is also not true. Uh, comp- uh, yeah, I so agree with you. Um, <laughs> just, I mean, I'm always on the justice for cats campaign yeah. because yeah. cats get such a, a reputation and uh, it's a real shame. Um but I love that Rory helped in the beginning. That is so adorable. Cute. That's just as we did you have dogs growing up? Yeah, we always had dogs. I have a oh. very intense <clears throat> relationship with dogs. My so yeah, we've had dogs my whole life. And my grandparents, all four of my grandparents um, were Auschwitz survivors. And the story about why we always had dogs is that the only creature that stood up for my dad's parents when the SS came to arrest them was the dog. They had a great Dane named Donnie at the time. Um, And Donnie tried to, you know, attack the SS officers and like no neighbors did. Right. Like, and so like, that was it. Um, It's like, do you know who's, who protects you dogs? Well, I'm instantly crying. Wow. (laughs) My dad's first. I'm just like, it's like a very passionate loyalty to dogs in my, yeah. in my family. Yeah. Whew. That's incredible. That's such an amazing story. Yeah. I've also, wow. I don't think I've ever like, I, I don't, I mean, I guess why would I have heard that story before? It's very specific, but I don't know. There's something about it. It's so, I don't know. It just, it's that thing where you like, you love dogs and then you remember moments like that where like, they really do care. I, yeah. So well, my yeah. dad's first words were calling the dog to him and the dog. And this is after the war. My dad was born in 1948. The first thing my grandparents did when they could afford a house again was get a dog. Oh. Um, oh. And um, this dog was named Kiki. And my dad couldn't say Kiki. So he would say Kike. And but his first sentence in Hungarian was calling the dog. And this dog apparently like my dad's bassinet the dog was just in front of the rug like on the rug in front of the bassinet and Mm. you had to go through him to get to my dad excuse me i need to see three forms of identification (laughs) you know so i love dogs that are like that because it's like this is my baby yeah Yeah. this is my baby like they they are so protective over small humans it's amazing it's amazing how fast they know like yeah Julia, who co-hosted Twilight in Quarantine with me, was over with her baby and Rory licked the baby's knee once and then sat, turned around and sat with her back to the baby, protecting the baby. 
And I was like, how? She was just like my baby. And she's known Julia her whole life. Julia was one of my freshmen. I got Rory the day before I got Julia. And Julia (laughs) was over all the time because I had a puppy. Um, So Rory and Julia are very bonded. But Rory was just like, yeah, this is my baby. Oh, Oh my God. That is so cute. Um, Did your family have a specific like breed of dog that they always got? So, no, we, um, my grandfather grew up very poor Mm -hmm. and my grandmother was wealthy. He married into money. Good for him. Good job. I know. (laughs) We love that. (laughs) So, I know. Unfortunately, then the Nazis took all of her money, but Um, they had a good couple of years. Yeah. So, the first thing he did was buy a Great Dane with the money. Amazing. But then from 1948 until Rory, we always had mutt. And I have a great fondness for months. Mm -hmm. My ex-fiance really wanted a purebred dog. And it wasn't a bad idea. I'm sure that our rescue dog would have been fine too. But I I was being trained as a hospital chaplain at the time. And Mm -hmm. I really wanted the dog to be able to come with me. And obviously knowing the dog's history is really helpful and whatever. No rescue dog I've ever had has had any aggression issues. So I think it would have been fine. (laughs) But there is a confidence that you can say. Yeah, you know, yeah, when course, you're just trying to yeah. prove, especially with freshmen. And then Rory and I, as I said, she did nursing home visits. We did mm-hmm. library visits. We did hospital visits. And so, so no, I didn't grow up with any breed of dog. We always had just big old mutt. Yeah. Oh, I and love where that. did you, were you, would you go to the shelter and get a mutt like in a, yeah. In a movie? Yeah. Is that what I'm, am I picturing like? <laughs> Like little little Vanessa going to the shelter and looking at all the dogs and making eye contact with the dog and being like, that's the one. Like, is that how it happened? It was always my dad who got to make the eye contact oh, and really? decide that's the one. But, all right, fine. Um, the, a very sad dog story. Not sad for the dog. The dog lived a healthy life and, you know, died of old age. But when we adopted Buddy Boy, I was nine <laughs> and we went and we adopted him on a Saturday and he needed some shots and stuff. So we were going to pick him up on Monday. And on Sunday, I burnt my hand really badly and had to go to the hospital and, you know, like it blistered and there's like gauze and all of that. And so the first three weeks we had Buddy, I wasn't allowed to pet him because <gasps> my hand could have gotten <gasps> infected. And it was torture. Yeah. Could you not have pet him with the other hand? No, my mom was worried. It was really hard for me to wash my hands because oh, this hand yeah. was wrapped in gauze. And so my mom had to like wash my left hand because I couldn't use my hands to wash my hands. And like, so she would have had to wash my hand for me every time I pet the dog. She was oh, worried about that. So I just wasn't allowed to pet him. Amazing. That feels like it's up there with like, I don't know, Prometheus getting his liver pecked out all the time. Sisyphus yeah. rolling up a hill, not being able to pet a dog for three weeks. They're all the same. This is Our this is Edward. <laughs> this is Edward not touching Bella in Twilight for three books. Like that's what that is. There is a very sweet picture of me and Buddy though. The first time I was allowed to pet him, I have my arm around him like I yes. I'm like I've healed. <laughs> <laughs> very proud of myself. <gasps> I bet it was so sweet when you could, though, like when you were finally allowed to give him a cuddle. That must like the high you must have felt after all that time. Best dog. Yeah. Did you have a lot of very funny dogs? Did you have a favorite growing up or was Buddy the the number one? Such a good question. I, so we really, I'm trying to think. We had probably five dogs. Of course, I can name them all. We had Wilbur and Buddy Mm -hmm. and Moki. And a scooter. And now my parents have Daphne. Um, All the dogs came named. And, you know, that was all great. So Mandy, my parents got when I was already in college. Mm. But I loved Mandy. My parents like to adopt senior dogs. And so they adopted Mandy when she was eight. And she had been overbred. So she she was just very tired. And my parents were very committed to giving her the best retirement that they could. And as I said, my dad is more of the dog person than my mom. My mom's dad, my mom grew up with like sometimes up to seven dogs. Wow. And so I think she was like, I've had enough dogs in my life. <laughs> but Mandy just really became obsessed with my mother <gasps> and like wouldn't go on a walk unless my mom came. Oh, um, my mom worked eight so to four. Cute. And so at 4.30, Mandy would go and sit at the back door <gasps> And if it was five o'clock and my mom wasn't home, she would start doing laps around the house, trying to get everybody on her side. Like, shouldn't we be worried? Be doing a search party or something. 
Yeah, she's like, guys, guys, what? He, it, why isn't she here? And we'd be like, Mandy, she's stopping at Costco on the way home. And Mandy would be like, what? I don't, what? Mm. Very upset. Um, if she fell asleep and my mom left the room, she'd wake up and you'd go, where's oh. mom? And she'd be like, where is mom? Oh. Um, and so there was just something so beautiful about watching this dog just fall so head over heels in love with my mother. Yeah, yeah that's so sweet. She prided yeah. herself on being very inconvenient. She liked to lay down right in front of the dishwasher. You yeah, know? perfect. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. sure. Yeah. But that was because it was like, you sh- you should be giving me attention, not the dishes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, right. naturally. Yeah, yeah, my dogs do that she too, demanded... where it's like, you're here, where I'm cooking. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Uh, she demanded commission on every banana. She got a bite of every banana. <laughs> <laughs> there was also, I think it was just, Mandy was the oldest dog we ever adopted. And so there was mm. just something about not worrying about her future behavior Mm -hmm. you're you're in no way trying to train her and so all you get you just indulge her yeah oh that is lovely and it was just so fun to be like yes you get a bite of every banana yes yeah you don't want to go on a walk without mom fine you know like (laughs) you just let her have whatever she wanted yeah, great. Aww. I have a painting of her up in my kitchen. Oh, oh my god! It's you little. send us a pic- please send us a picture yeah, of that I painting. Will. That's perfect. More people should get pet portraits. Like I'm really pro that. My cousin is currently working on one of my cat, and I'm so excited. Oh, I yes. cannot wait. I'm my really ex, wrong. his mother painted it for me when Mandy died, which was so Aww. sweet of her. That's really sweet. That's yeah. really really sweet. I love that you come from such a dog loving family. That's yeah. amazing. Were there oh, ever yeah. any other? Was it all dogs? Did you have cats or anything? No, all dogs all the time. No. I mean, a fish from a carnival. Sure. (laughs) That lived much longer than you would have thought. Lived like eight years. But Eight years? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Won him at a Purim carnival when I was five and he (laughs) died after my bat mitzvah. Whoa. Kiwi the fish. But no, we were very much a a dog family. And do you think you will always be a dog, a dog lady? Like, is <laughs> is there a is there a future where Vanessa Zoltan comes home with a chinchilla? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what I want to know. I don't know about a chinchilla. There. So <laughs> my partner is a cat person. Mm-hmm. He is in love with Rory. Obviously, mm-hmm. of course, that yeah. Work if not. No. Um, yeah, the naturally, first yeah. Gift he got me was a dog bed so that Rory would be comfortable when she and I came over. Yes, so. And that's when you knew. <laughs> yeah, one of the early things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, but, and then my daughters are, uh, my stepdaughters are big cat people. They have two cats. Okay. And I like cats. Yeah. I like, yeah. I, so I can imagine we can't get a cat now because Rory is very used to being a single animal family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, she's nine right. now. It feels mm late in her life mm-hmm. to do that to her mm-hmm. yeah. yeah she's retired she doesn't need any more work exactly mm-hmm. it's not up to her to train a kitten no no it's a lot of work no yeah but no i can absolutely imagine getting a cat and then when i retire i mean i want i want a little farm i yeah. want chickens i want goats yeah i'm like this as well yeah i want a small holding yes i 100 i want all chickens chickens and goats that's the vibe they're great aren't they yeah yeah and I am Goats lucky enough, hilarious. Peter, my partner worked on a farm. And so I feel like he oh really God. knows yeah, how great. to do things. Oh, you're, you're sad. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's excellent. And I mean, I think I'm really curious about with people that spend a lot of time going to other countries, because I know your partner's German. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So have you ever met particularly German feeling animals? Like, have you met a really German dog or a really German <laughs> cat on your travels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, such mm. a good question. So we we get to spend a lot of time with animals while we're in Germany because Amazing. Peter, the the friend that we stay with, keeps quails, and then um, whoa, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, and we have quail eggs for breakfast every day. And then Yum. Peter's best friend has a dog named Kala, which is like Charlie in German. Cute. And we actually talk about Kala a lot because Kala has the worst smelling fart of anyone I've ever known in my life. And so whenever any of us fart here, we're like, Kala. Like, yeah. Charlie's fault. Um, Excellent. And then one of his good friends, 
um, has a farm. So with pigs and goats and cows and all the oh good things. God. I'm trying to think when we were at the farm this year, um, a cat had just had a litter of kittens and there oh. was one very bossy kitten who mm-hmm. was very direct mm-hmm. in her needs mm-hmm. um, and had very reasonable needs, but was a direct communicator. So I feel like she was very German. Yeah. Just straight to the right. point. Yeah. German, yeah, totally. She's like, give me, please. Yeah. Like, give me. <laughs> and I feel like that's her vibe. Um, she was I great. Was very I love that. I love that you spend time on a farm. I love a farm. Pigs are great as well. I think pigs are hilarious. Yeah, yeah. they are. These pigs are hard because I'm very sensitive to smell. And the pig oh, guy yeah. is attached yeah. to the house. Oh, oh, wow. Mm. Bold is what I'll say about that. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like a really old farm. And, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. The that, that's the one the house. pig stereotype that is pretty accurate. It's like, they yeah. yeah. smell. They they really do smell, but the cows. My younger stepdaughter has this beautiful auburn hair, and the cows are also that same color. Mm -hmm. So we call them Anna's cows. Oh, cows! That's so sweet. We do have one question we have to ask everybody. Yeah, which is if well, here's the question. Actually, have you read his Dark Materials? Of course. Great. Okay. This is perfect. Because not everyone has, but actually basically what would your Anna demon and I are be? reading Golden Compass together right now. <gasps> ah, oh my god, are you perfect. having the best time? Yes. I yeah. She was very resistant to a new series. She loves Percy Jackson and Charlie Hernandez and Harry Potter. And I'm like, yeah. you are going to love Lyra. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Will. Yeah. I love Lyra. Yeah. So good. Lyra's oh, the best. She's, Lyra's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so basically, yeah. Basically, what would your demon be or what animal would you be if you're an animal? But I like the demon that question more, I think. It's yeah, because we're both we're fantasy nerds. So mm-hmm. I like yeah. being able to ask it in that way. Yeah. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. So can I tell you a little bit of a story as I answer yes. this oh, question? Yes, that's we'd love that. <laughs> so Peter, yeah. my partner, is 12 years older than I am. Mm-hmm. And as your listeners and you now know, I'm a very macabre person. I think about death a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I obviously am, am obsessed with the fact that he is going to die significantly before I am, especially because men tend to live about six years less than women. So I'm like, I'm going to have 20 years without you. And so sure. Peter, as much as he loves dogs, never wants a really big dog. And also, if Peter were a dog, I think he would be an Irish wolfhound. He's oh. like scruffy. He's very elegant yeah. and like beautiful. And um and, and I love Irish wolfhounds. Yeah. So I've decided that when Peter dies, I'm going to get an Irish wolfhound and name it Peter. Oh, amazing. Pretend as like a patch, right? Yeah. Like a nicotine mm. patch, like mm-hmm. weaning myself off of Peter with mm-hmm. Peter the dog. Yeah. And I think Irish wolfhounds and I, like since I've decided that, I feel like Irish wolfhounds find me. Mm-hmm. Like they, Like if we're at a dog park and there's an Irish wolfhound, it will inevitably come up to me. Kind of like a like a hippogriff, like we will bow to each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello. Love that. And there's that. just like a lot of respect. Recently, I was leading a pilgrimage through the English countryside, and I turned around, and there were three Irish wolfhounds just like magically there. And one of them was on its hind legs on a fence, and it was like, "Hello." Anyway, I just I feel very strongly that if I had a demon, it would be an Irish wolfhound. Yeah, perfect. We are meant to be together. Yeah, I think they They feel the same. Most amazing dogs. I also think that my partner would be an Irish wolfhound, partly because he's Irish, Um, (laughs) and he also has a kind of like. He's very elegant and very tall and like it just, it just, but also has a slightly puppyish energy that mm-hmm. just feels really fitting. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a friend of ours got married a couple of years ago and the place they got married at in the Irish countryside had Irish wolfhounds on the grounds. Mm-hmm. So in all of their wedding pictures, it literally is just like so gothic and ethereal. You've just got these like majestic wolfhounds roaming around in the photos. Yeah. They are magnificent. Yeah. That's an excellent choice, Vanessa. Yeah, They just... Are they're they're incredible. They like shouldn't yeah. exist. They're I was just thinking beautiful. that. It's like I was like, it's weird that they're real. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It is. Yeah, they feel they do feel slightly mythical. Yeah. Like they're yeah. dogs that are the size of like small horses. Like, like <laughs> yeah. just like 
you're so huge. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'm also five foot two. And so by the time Peter dies, I'll probably be like four foot 11. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I love the idea of having a dog that's bigger Huge. than I am. Yes. Uh, look, <laughs> literally looking up to it and being like, hello. Yeah. By the time Peter dies, saying. I'll probably be, you know, the size of a penny. You won't be able to find me. <laughs> Statistically. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I will say that once I've been talking about Peter the dog for a long time. And <clears> recently, <throat> Peter and I were at, at like a we're hiking and an Irish wolfhound came up to me and even Peter was like, okay, I see it. And I was like, thank you. Yes. She was this beautiful Irish wolfhound. I don't remember her name, but she came and like leaned on me. Oh. And I was scratching her and Peter was like, yeah. Mm, okay, okay. Fine. <laughs> oh, I love that. Told you. She yeah, never meant to incredible. be together. Yeah. They're incredible. I see that for you as well. I thank see you, you like, yeah, walking through the countryside doing yeah like an austin pilgrimage or a jane pilgrimage with like an irish wolfhound at your side like yeah that feels very bronte of you you know Ella, yeah it's all i want <laughs> one of the things i have up behind me i don't think you can see it is a drawing that emily bronte did of her dog <gasps> one of the things i love about the brontes is that they were in love with their dogs oh like, read them when they died and like they were indoor, outdoor dogs, like sleeping on the rug yes. under the table while they were writing their works of genius. I mean, these oh. are these were like deeply beloved dogs in the Bronte house and cats. They You'll loved just, their animals. That's really the image of the Brontes with like the pets at their feet, like in a house with the fire writing. That really speaks to yeah. something deep in my chest. Oh, um, yeah. I don't think we were recording when we were talking about not having read certain authors, but if anyone's on the fence about reading some Bronte, I think this might be a good push to be like, okay, I guess I could give that a try. There's a Newfoundland in Jane Eyre pilot. (gasps) That is. What a great dog as well. That's another great breed. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he plays two very key plot points and Mm -hmm. he's very cute. We love pilot. That's a really good point. what um in the picture behind you? What dog is it? What dog did the Brontes have? I'm gonna. Can I go get it yeah, and course. I'll show yes, you? Please, I please feel like do. it's some mutt. And Rory's allowed to leave my room now too. So hold on. <laughs> oh look! Oh, so it says it's a. His name was Keeper. Oh, and it's a watercolor by Emily Bronte. Wow, that's and I gorgeous. don't know what he is. Yeah. Yeah, he's that's definitely some kind of mix, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's like a uh, short-haired uh, tan dog with like a darker nose, like pit bull pit energy, bully. like a small yeah. pit bull. There's another dog I'm trying to think of that kind of has that to, coloring, like a mastiff. A mastiff, a yeah, mastiff. That's oh, yeah, mastiff. yeah, yeah, some kind of mastiff mixture yeah. is what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's really but, cute. Isn't it? It's yeah. a nice painting. Cool. It's really yeah. good. It's a beautiful painting. That's great. And wait, so is that an is that, is that a Bronte original? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's this is a postcard. Right. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. But that's so cool that they painted their pet. I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They there are tons of drawings and paintings of their pets. They Anne painted her dog. Like they were in love with their animals. And like each of them had their animal. Mm-hmm. So, so it, this wasn't a Bronte dog. This was Emily's dog. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. And Keeper. What a good I know. name. We yes. used to have a cat so, named exactly. Keeper. He's a keeper. He is right. a keeper. Um, I think, well, we could talk about this forever, but I we want could. to let you live your life. Um, mm. Where can people find you if they want more Vanessa? I mean, um. Such a great question. Such a generous question. <laughs> if you want, I, all of our work that we do is at notsorryworks.com. Our company is called Not Sorry Productions because we're a feminist company and we are unapologetic about our feminism. Yes. And so yes. um, you can find out more about Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, Hot and Bothered, or The Real Question. Our whole shtick is treating secular things as if they were sacred. Oh. So if any of that interests you. And on our we have a summer camp that we're leading next summer and Rory and Julia's dog Lentil are both on the staff page of Whoa. that because they will be working camp. Amazing. That's so cool. Lentil will be lifeguarding and Rory will be doing some babysitting. Ah. <laughs> That's so, so cool. Yeah. Uh, thank you so but, much for, for being on the show. I honestly have so many more questions, me. but thank you so, so much, Vanessa. I, I love you even more. <laughs> 
Thank you. This is just a delight. Thank you for this show existing. Animals getting the attention they deserve. Yes. I'm just so grateful for this show and for both of you. This was so fun. Thanks so much. Take care, guys. I love her so much. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah, so good. I want, I want well we'll have to have her back i don't like we'll just it makes yeah. some excuse to, to to bring her back so we can just hear her tell yeah, us i want i'm gonna need like like regular rory updates yeah so um i think it is important that she reads that she visits us again i think so too um in the meantime uh you guys can keep visiting us <laughs> perfect uh, Perfect. twitter we are at sea creatures pod on instagram we are comfort creatures podcast and you can email us at comfort creatures at maximumfun.org um send us your ready pet goes and yes there's something else i'm forgetting what is it oh we are um supported by you guys which is great like we love being supported by you guys if you could continue to support us both by listening obviously and Mm -hmm. telling your friends um and also rating and reviewing and subscribing because that's really helpful too Mm -hmm. but if you wanted to give us some extra support Mm -hmm. um that would be also wonderful and you can do that by heading to maximumfund.org slash join i believe yeah and becoming a member mm-hmm. and even if you give us five pounds or five dollars or which whichever of those is less yeah, give us we pounds. would be very grateful <laughs> yeah that would be incredible um yeah and uh, uh we'll see you, you know, see you next week yeah um i've been alexis b preston i've been ella mcleod <laughs> MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.